0: Joining us today is Amparo Nervaste. She's the co-founder and chief alliance and investment officer at B89, a fintech allowing fair and transparent cross-border digital payments. Amparo, thank you so much for joining us. So let us know what led you into the digital payment space, which seems to be very hot right now. And also, is there a specific market in mind that you had in mind when you decided to enter the space? What led you to this? What led you to the market?
1: Well, I think that it's uh, it's important to start with, with my story a little bit, uh, because when I, when I started in, in fintech, uh, I created a, a payment gateway. Uh, the name is Kulki, and I have an exit with Kulki. But it was in 2013, and the exit was in 2018. So when I finish uh, everything with, with Kulki, I start creating B89. That it's my my second startup. So I was working in the world of, of fintech, in the in the world of payments specifically. My first startup was focused on merchants, no, and companies, and in the other side, in B89, I'm focused on the customers, no, like people like people that want to consume. So, I think that uh, in that market, in the issuer part, uh, uh, the digital the digital banks or the neo banks are working and are growing, growing very fast. Uh, they are focused on digital payments. Uh, they are focused on a specific niche also because uh, there is a trend that is uh, focused on the verticalization of the banking. So that's part of of why we uh, create V89 uh, because we want to focus uh, on the, communi- uh, the Hispanic community. And, but with a with a cross-border solution. We don't want to be another neobank uh, that is only focused on the local market. Uh, we believe that we are citizens of the world, so that's why we create a very solid platform for cross-border payments with P89.
0: So tell us a bit about neobanking. I know that term is probably new to some folks. What exactly does that mean, and what solutions do neobanks bring?
1: Neobanks, uh, uh, in most of the cases, are focused on payments. And payments can be, uh, for example, a credit card, a debit card, a wallet. That's part of the products that a neobank uh, has. Um, what is uh, different from a neobank or a challenger bank, for example? Uh, a neobank, it's a, it's a new startup or a fintech that uses the license, the banking license of a partner. So they can work, no? In the case of the challenger banks, uh, those are the banks that that can be digital, but they have their own uh, licensed banking. So it's like a differentiation of how we manage the operations, no? The the license and the the regulation.
0: Great. Now I want to go back into your story, and thanks for thanks for sharing with us that background. Could you tell us when you were looking at this industry, did you have specific models? Did you have people who you knew who were in the industry? And you know, we can talk about the the neo banking aspect of it, as it relates to digital payments. Are people in the financial services industry? How did you find models, and specifically, what drew you to those models?
1: i have two type of two type of, of, of role models no the first one is uh, when we start with when i started with with kulki in that moment i have just finished university and i didn't know anything about payments no so i met a person a peruvian guy that lived in europe and he worked there with uh, with a payment gateway so because of the contest and and, and everything and, and that that we were doing in that in that moment, um, he met us uh, and we started talking about payments. So Europe is like ten years, it's it's I mean it's like ten years more than 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 we have here in Peru. So he explained a lot of the payment industry. So that that was the first uh, role model that I had in that moment uh that's related to the industry but when when i when i was looking for another startups for example stripe uh, it's one of the best uh, the best role models that, that that i have seen i really i really admire those guys that, that create uh, stripe and we were following what they were doing no in the case of of payments for 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 merchants and in the case for for the issuer part, the new banks, I think that the the guys that were doing like a really, really great job uh are the guys from Nubank. Nubank is like it's it's huge. It's huge. They're in the top ten uh of the of the startups in the world uh with the uh, most uh the higher valuations and it's the only one that have a a female uh, founder uh in in that list no so I really admire that people.
0: And just going back to B89, could you let us know a little bit about the way forward? What do you see the future looking like? You told us kind of why you created it and why it exists. Where do you see yourselves in the next year or the next couple of years?
1: Uh, With B89, uh, we want to consolidate our value proposition. We want to be the neo bank of the the Hispanic community in the world so we need to be in more countries to give that that value proposition to to everybody so we have to start in peru uh, in 2020 uh, we have our product running here uh, but we uh, are opening the united states at the end of this year of 20, of 2021 so for us uh, united states is very important because 20% of the population of of the united states is uh, they are latinos so it's a it's a very big market and it's the hub of 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 money movement. No, people that live in the United States they send a lot of money to the to their country of origin. So uh, they're moving always uh, they are moving money. So that's what that's what we want to do. We want to uh, start. Uh, I mean that our product can work in the United States and then continue our expansion to the other countries of Latin America.
0: Absolutely. There is a market and there is a need. So, great. Getting an understanding of why it's important, you know, this is a Women's History Month, and why it's important to encourage women, young women, girls who are interested in STEM, really encouraging them to do so, could you let us know why in your thought it is important and maybe how you were encouraged or how you are encouraging or cultivating that in other women now?
1: Yes. Uh, actually, it's it's really important because when you see now, uh, for example, in, in my case, no, um, most of the people that I'm working with, they are male. And when I talk or when I have like different ideas uh, or when I'm thinking about women and it's like or if or they don't understand me or I'm or I'm the crazy girl or or things like that. So it's kind of difficult to 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 manage the situation, no, Uh, because it's like we are the minority in in that part. but we need um uh, i think that girls that uh i mean we need more girls studying the this this type of careers because when they grow they will have this uh this uh elite um this, I mean, They can lead people and they are going to be on the table taking decisions and thinking in a different way because not only numbers are the important things, uh, the soft skills that women have are very important and we need the, to have more girls in the table to, to make important
2: decisions.
0: Love that. And you really talk about two different gaps, if you will. You talk about addressing the gap that exists in the market in terms of your business for digital payments um, in the culture. And you also talk about the gap that exists for women. So just bringing that intersectionality together. In terms of being a woman of color, what do you think needs to be done to really address some of these gaps, whether we're talking about a gap in the market to address a sizable market or if we're talking about a gap in terms of career areas?
1: Yes. I think that it's uh, – yeah. I mean, now, if, you, if we want to increase the number of, of, of women in the leadership roles, uh, I think it's kind of difficult. So we need to work with the youngest people. So if we start with uh, in in if we start at universities if we start in 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 schools and we really empower uh, the people not only with professional skills uh, we need to empower also uh, women with um, with security in most of the cases. Women, say they they think in their mind that they cannot do that things, that they cannot achieve that things, and that uh, I mean, we need to break those paradigms, para, yes, paradigms in, in our minds. So, I think that it's uh, a girls need new role models also that can show them that we can do things, no, and it's the barriers are only in our minds. I think that's very very important.
0: Love that. The last thought, last question here, what advice, if you could go back and give yourself some advice um, when you were younger, just some situation that you can now see more clearly and you can see it from a different perspective, what would that advice be from a career perspective?
1: I I follow my instinct. I always follow my instinct, or I need to hear more of my, my instinct, but in the professional world, it's only that feeling it's like nobody or take uh, I mean people don't care about your feelings or what or what what your instinct say. You need to support that with numbers or with something that something that support your your instinct. so uh, I think that we need to work a little bit harder to find that uh, that that numbers or or that thing that support what you are feel in, in, in that moment, no? Um, I hope in one moment that can change, but I think that uh, it's important to to have the the reasons or the important reasons for some people if you want to really make things happen.
0: Oh, great advice and great information on Pablo Nevate. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you. Thank you everybody. Victoria Blanco is founder and CEO of Abaco, a Colombian microcredit fintech that focuses on democratizing the financial market for those who work for the gig economy. Victoria's background in computer engineering led to tech job opportunities in companies like Airbus. Then, an opportunity to develop marketing strategies for Deloitte brought Victoria to Colombia from her native Spain, And now with a background in fintech, she's brought us Abaco, the social impact startup. Welcome, Victoria.
2: Thank you for inviting me and giving me the chance to tell you about me and about Abaco.
0: Wonderful. We want to hear about Abaco and the social problems it solves. But first, why is the Latin American market a great place to be right now, Victoria?
2: Well, Latin America is a really big market where there is a large scope of options and growth in the fintech area. For Abaco, is definitely the place to be, and the main reasons are the large amount of a bank, the lack of new processes or new methodologies that can measure the customer risk, and the exponential growth of the gig economy.
0: So tell us who is benefiting from Abaco. Be specific. What do your clients look like? What are they struggling with? What sorts of Positives do you bring about to those clients and and who are they?
2: Abaco provides a financial opportunity to geek economy freelancers. We are working with the main geek economy platforms such as Rappi, Delivery Hero, Mensajeros Urbanos, and GoCup. We started our solution in Colombia in 2019. And this month, March of 2021, we have already launched in Mexico. In the case of Colombia, we are given the opportunity to create access to Venezuelans without regular visa that are in the country, in Colombia. Abaco is the only available solution in the current market for them. Our customers don't have any previous financial history or they have been reported in credit agencies before. They don't have too much opportunities in the market and the ones that they have are products with high interest rates. Abaco brings a product to the market that really fits with their needs, with their customer needs. With our value proposition, they can get into the financial system with a product with low interest rates.
0: And how did you come up with this idea that people in the gig economy, you're absolutely right, they sometimes need access to resources so they can continue to move their career forward. How did you come up with this idea about helping folks in the gig economy to be able to have access to this?
2: Well, when I was working for a consultancy firm in Colombia, I realized that there is a large amount of people unserved or financial services. Traditional credit scores can measure them because there is a lack of information in the process. Uh, when I was living in Colombia, one night, my flight, my flatmate and I, we ordered a rabbi. It was a horrible night, rainy, cold, and the rabbi came to our house. I really, um, house really late uh, because he, he fell from his motorbike. We offered him a glass of water and a place to stay till a big storm stopped. Talking with him, he told me that he needed to change some spare parts of the motor, but banks don't provide him any credit. He went to a bank and showed them all the earnings that he has with Rappi, and the answer of the bank offices was, uh, sorry, we can help you with the credit. This information is not valid for the score. But his earnings were three times the minimum wage. So I ask myself, why don't we use this information to create a score? These people have a really good earnings. And at this point is where all the story begins. Next steps uh, were to test the idea with Rapid Database and start to provide microloans for spare parts. These microloans have a, low, have a low amount and also are a are high revolving product that led us to test our model really fast, that with, uh, with another product.
0: What, Victoria, does your future look like? What do you want for your company in a year or in two years? Where will Abaco be in a year or two years?
2: Well, Abaco uh, wants to be the credit reporting agency for and serve and the informal economy. People who is living paycheck to paycheck. Currently, we are a lender business model, but we have to, because we have to test our model, our data model. But in the future, we want to be a big tech that can rate anyone just reading information from your mobile apps that you have uh, in your phone. Uh, gig economy apps, wallets or e-commerce. Our goal is to sell this rating to banks, telecom, prop techs, that can provide services to our customers.
0: And what is it about Abaco that's going to ensure that you are in all of Latin America in two years? What is your secret to be able to make sure that you are in the entire region in two years? What will you do to get there? Well,
2: um, I think we have a really high scalable solution. At the end of the day, if our solution works for wrapping Colombia, it can work for all deliveries in Latin because the information and methodology is the same. Of course, uh, we will have to fix some cultural requirements in our model, but the business model and the tech solution uh, will be the same.
0: Great information, Victoria, as well as your interest in computer engineering and fintech and really bringing it together for social impact. Victoria Blanco, thank you so much for joining us. We invite you to subscribe to the Refinitive Sustainability Perspectives podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your content. What did you think about the podcast? Leave us a review on iTunes or follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter for updates on our show. You can even check us out on YouTube now. Thank you for joining. See you next time.